0: Hello and welcome to the Strip podcast with Kate Astle. A self-confessed coffee addict with a keen passion for sharing wisdom that inspires you to be your most raw and authentic self. In this space, we welcome our guests to strip. We ask them to peel back their layers and share with us their story, their knowledge, and their expertise on holistic well-being and healing. Welcome to the strip. Hello and welcome back to The Strip Podcast. On today's episode, I interview my beautiful friend and body positive advocate, Creedy. Positive body image is not believing your body looks good, it's believing it's good regardless of how it looks. Creedy spent years obsessively controlling food intake, over-exercising and focusing all her energy to shrink her body, only to be left exhausted, hungry, out of control with food, and socially anxious. On today's episode, Creedy shares with us her journey and the road to body positive. Hello, Creedy, and welcome to The Strip.
1: Hey, Kate. Thanks for having me.
0: So the first thing I asked all my guests is, can you please tell me a little
1: bit about your journey and what you do now? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I'm really excited to chat to you about some of my favorite topics today, about self-love, about body image and diet culture. I think um, we all could love ourselves a little more, and if what I share with your listeners today inspires even just one person to feel more comfortable in their body, then I feel like my mission is accomplished. My journey starts as a preteen in Estonia, wanting to belong and be accepted and With the pressure from family and society, I became a chronic dieter. And when I finally reached my ideal weight, there was still more I could lose. Uh, My goalposts uh, were always moving. I once went on a diet called the Maggie diet, and it consisted of two boiled eggs for breakfast, fruit for lunch, and a piece of chicken breast for dinner cooked with no oil, and just salt and pepper was allowed for seasoning. And this was my diet for two weeks. And as I told adults in my life, they encouraged me to continue with it. And since then, I've done most of all diets. There are low FODMAP, keto, high fat, low carb, gluten-free, gut healing. I even uh, went vegan for a while. So In my head, what I was trying to prove was that I'm worthy and lovable and not lazy. And if I lost that extra five kilos, I'd feel accepted and be rewarded for my efforts. And I thought this is what healthy must be, and everyone was cheering me on. And I didn't realise then that people naturally come in different shapes and sizes. And I also didn't know that diets don't work. 95% of people gain all the weight they lost back in the following, you know, three to five years and then some, and I'm not an exception. I didn't realise at the time that my body was never a problem. The problem was my body image. Hating your body doesn't change your body. It just makes it a hard place to live. And I was completely oblivious to how society manipulates us to hate ourselves and then sells us the solution. And I work in marketing, so I should know. (laughs) A few years uh, back, almost as a lucky coincidence, I started working with an anti-dietician in Dabohi. Uh, Her name is Mel Matheson. And she helped me make sense of the confusing world of diet and nutrition and showed me how to ditch the diet mentality. So I've ditched diets and I'm now practicing the intuitive eating framework. And I've been learning more about and spreading the message of body positivity ever since.
0: I think it's such a powerful message to, like, express to everybody that we need to love the place that we're living. Yeah. So exactly. and that's a beautiful message. And your story is so fascinating. Like, I love that you've come from Estonia to Dubbo.
1: <laughs>
0: and so now you're a body positive advocate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So can you tell us what body positivity is?
1: Um, so, put in a simplistic way, body positivity is the idea that all bodies are good bodies, regardless of how society and popular culture view ideal shape, size, and appearance. Body positive um, activists recognize that size is just one way one of the many ways that our bodies are judged by others and are also working with racial justice trans and queer inclusive and disability movements. Body positivity means accepting the body you have as well as the changes in shape, size and ability it may undergo due to nature, age or your own personal choices throughout your lifetime. It's the understanding that your worth and what's going on with you physically are two separate entities, that no matter what's happening inside outside or to your body, you're still just as worthwhile as the person next to you. In our society, we're bodies first and people second, is what I found. And so the goal of the body positive movement is to address unrealistic beauty standards and to build the confidence of oneself and others. And positive, and it's a big misconception, but basically positive body image is not believing your body looks good it's believing it's good regardless of how it looks.
0: I love that statement. Can you say that again?
1: Positive body image is not believing your body looks good. It's believing it's good regardless of how it looks.
0: I love that. So you've spoken a little bit about diet culture. Can you explain how this has impacted our belief of how our body should look?
1: As a culture, we continue to equate thinness with wellness and weight loss with effort. So thin equals healthy, fat equals unhealthy. Losing weight equals accomplishment. Gaining weight equals laziness. Diet culture sells us a mirage. Uh, It promises us that if we work hard enough, buy the right products and spend enough time, we can whittle our bodies down to the ideal We'll have health and happiness and our real lives will finally begin. Except I spent years obsessively controlling food intake, over-exercising and focusing all my energy to shrink my body, only to be left exhausted, hungry, out of control with food and socially anxious. I was miserable and that certainly was not the life I was promised. We tend to look at our bodies as we are outsiders looking in. This is called self-objectification. It's incredibly difficult to feel good about your body if you're judging it solely based on appearance. Our bodies are instruments and not ornaments, so we should be focusing on all the things our bodies do for us every day without us even asking. So, for example, breathing, digesting, swallowing, smelling freshly cut grass, Sensing the wind and hearing the birds sing or walking, dancing, laughing with friends. Most of us are surrounded by consistently confusing messages about health, weight, fitness and worthiness. So I find it helpful to raise your awareness about those messages and actively counter them with helpful and truthful messages instead. I have a few of them myself that I like to remind myself and I'd like to share some of them that have been truthful for me. So number one, uh, it's not your fault that you've been struggling with your body image. What's happened is that you've internalized messages from our culture that you must be in a smaller body to be lovable, acceptable and valued. But this is not true. The truth is that all bodies are good bodies, no matter their size, shape color, ability, sexual orientation, age, nationality, religion or health status. All bodies deserve respect no matter what, and there are absolutely no exceptions. Number two, you are undeniably lovable no matter how much you weigh, no matter what size you are. Perhaps you don't believe me, but here's the thing. You don't have to believe this for that to be true. Number three, your worth is not measured in pounds or kilograms, inches or centimeters. I promise you, if you get rid of your scale, the sky will not fall down. In fact, getting rid of your scale will probably free you more than you can ever imagine, even if it feels really scary to think about it. Number four, weight does not equal health. Judging someone's health by their body size is like judging someone's personality by their face just doesn't work. The sole focus around weight loss often ignores another important factor that needs to be supported and that's mental health. The number we see on a scale does not indicate if we feel depleted emotionally or if we're moving our bodies in ways that bring us joy and help us feel energized. It also doesn't convey if we're experiencing an immense amount of stress over a long period of time or reflect if we feel lonely from not having a positive, strong support system. It does not communicate if we're experiencing sleep deprivation, which I have been with, a, <laughs> with an infant, or if we're obtaining at least seven hours of shut-eye a night. Uh, nor does it express if we're experiencing disordered eating or if we have a healthy relationship with food and our body. And weight can easily be affected by fluid retention, um, you know, whether we've had a bowel movement or what we're wearing, and so much more. Um, and lastly, diets don't work. Ninety-five percent of dieters regain their lost weight within one to five years. Studies also show that dieters regain weight regardless of whether they maintain their diet or exercise program. And the problem isn't that ninety-five percent of diets uh dieters aren't trying hard enough the problem is that diets don't work and experts believe that we have we may have less control over our weight than we think um, the set point theory suggests that genetics and hormones regulate our body weight at a predetermined determined level so if dieting doesn't work for most people why do we blame the individuals and not the approach
0: What you have said then just reminds me of a post that I saw on Rosie Rees' Instagram. So Rosie Rees is the owner of Yoni Pleasure Palace Mm -hmm. and she's a body positive advocate as well. I think she's got the don't suck it in movement at the moment if Mm -hmm. you go and search that hashtag. But she put up a post of her a few years ago where she was at her thinnest and she explained a similar situation where everyone was commenting on how good she looked and how healthy she must be. And then she explained the behind the scenes where she was actually at her highest anxiety and. Um, overwhelmed she couldn't sleep properly she wasn't eating properly and like her mental health was really struggling at the time Mm, and then she posted a picture of herself now where she was a little bit bigger and she explained how happy she was and the contrast of what society thinks is healthy Mm. and what is actually healthy when you bring into I suppose the holistic approach or view of a person it's not just your body it's your mental health and everything else that comes with that
1: yeah absolutely and and Rosie's really great um like because she has a really good like a follow following base so yeah definitely encourage people to go and look her up
0: yeah it's a very powerful message so you've spoken a little bit about all of the diets that you've been on and now that you've moved to intuitive eating
1: can you explain that and how it works? For sure. It will blow your mind. <laughs> Intuitive eating basically is the exact opposite of a diet. So it's a non-diet approach to health and wellness. And what it does, it helps you tune into your body signals and break the cycle of chronic dieting and, and help you heal your relationship with food. It's a philosophy of eating that makes you the expert of your body and it's hunger signals because a lot of the times with traditional diets you give away like all the power to that other person who has prescribed you that diet. So with intuitive eating, it doesn't impose any guidelines about what to avoid and what to eat and when to eat. Instead, it teaches you that you are the best person and the only person to make those choices and it's an eating style that promotes a healthy attitude towards food and body image and it really teaches you to slow down and relearn um, your hunger cues and to eat food that makes you feel good it's a self-care eating framework which integrates instinct instinct emotion and rational thought with 10 key principles and it was created by two dietitians, Evelyn Triboli and Elise Raich, as a weight inclusive evidence-based model with a validated assessment scale and over a hundred studies to date. It has absolutely changed my entire outlook on how I approach eating and food and initially, it was really scary because you think because you can eat, you know, you eat basically, there's no rules, and if there's no rules, oh my god, I can have whatever I want, and then you kind of get scared about like, what if I only eat sugar or you know, only go to Macca's every day now because I can eat whatever I want, but it's not true, it's you, you basically you're tuning into your body and you listen to how it makes you feel after you've eaten something and you slow down when you eat it and, like, really try and, like, connect to yourself. And And I find myself actually making very healthy choices compared to how I was eating before because I was binging from all the restriction. So, Yeah.
0: I love that. Since you came to the self-care retreats that I ran at the studio, I've been practicing intuitive eating as well. And like even just slowing down and enjoying the flavors and the textures of the food and really cueing my body as to when it feels hungry, what it's really craving and trying to be aware of all of its signals.
1: Exactly.
0: Because our bodies are so amazing in terms of the messages that they send out. It's just about listening and being aware of them.
1: Yeah take back your power. Yeah.
0: So for anyone wanting to take back control of their body, where is the best starting point for them or what activities should they start with?
1: Simple is best. What I started with was being mindful of what kind of content I was consuming because obviously we spend a lot of the time a lot of the time during the day on the phones or in front of the computer. And yeah, just get curious about how it makes you feel. So number 1, Unfollow any accounts on social media that don't make you feel good about yourself and instead follow people and accounts that inspire and expand your mind. I encourage um, you to follow people from marginalised and disadvantaged communities like black folks, people in bigger bodies, trans, queer and non-binary people. And the reason for that is it will broaden your views and it will make you realise that people are more than their looks, weight, or gender and once you've done that start educating yourself about health at every size and intuitive eating so when you encounter diet culture messaging you'll be able to filter it out and see it for what it is so once because once you start recognizing the conditioning it's impossible to unsee it so those would be my top three three things I'd say
0: the content that we consume on Instagram can be so influential and so either empowering or disheartening, depending what it is that you're viewing. Mm. So I think that's fantastic. Do you have some accounts that you recommend people follow? Like we've already spoken about Rosie, and I'm going to recommend they follow you as well.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah. At Road to Body Positive, there's there's actually all the almost all the accounts that I follow on my instagram have something to do with health at every size or intuitive eating or just body image so there's really too many to list so if people just want to go to my account and see who i follow there's a lot of like actual proper dietitians and doctors as well that subscribe to those frameworks so i think that would be the easiest yeah
0: yeah perfect
1: So this is one of my favorite questions.
0: What are your favorite self-care or self-love activities and how often do you practice these?
1: Good question. Especially
0: now that you're a new mum as well.
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Self-care is, I think, such an important part when it comes to healing your body image and the activities are so individual for everyone. But I find it's helpful to think about what self-care is first So to me, self-care is taking the time to intentionally improve my mental health and overall well-being. For some, that includes baths and candles. But in the grand scheme of things, anything that fills you with joy and recharges you can be considered self-care. So my list crafts, reading books, going for walks, baking, uh, catching up with friends, I also find setting and enforcing boundaries to be a type of self-care and I've really been practising that since I've become a mom. In relation to body image, I usually recommend people make a list of things that they can do in five minutes to use when they're having a bad body image day. So this could be as simple as putting on your favourite underwear or dancing to your favourite song or making that hair appointment that you can then look forward to.
0: They're all lovely activities. I love self-care and I love that you treat boundaries as an act of self-care as well. I do too. So we've spoken about this, we've mentioned this just briefly, Road to Body Positive. Can you please tell us about that, your resources and your recommended readings?
1: So Road to Body Positive started as a new social media account that I used to follow accounts that made me feel good about myself, just like the advice I was giving out earlier. And it has since evolved into a community and a platform where I share thought-provoking and hopefully inspiring content so other women realize that, you know, they too can feel like home in their bodies. I've got so many resources for anyone looking to learn more about the topics um, discussed today. And I've published a list on my website. So it's roadtobodypositive.com forward slash resources. And it has a list of books, podcasts, movies. Everything uh, is about body image or intuitive eating or health at every size. And I found, and I find those were really helpful for me on my journey. So, yeah roadtobodypositive.com forward slash resources.
0: Thanks Creti and if anyone wants to get in touch with you where's the best place to find you?
1: Yeah it's just my Instagram account at roadtobodypositive or yeah hit up my website for more info roadtobodypositive.com.
0: Perfect and I'll include all those links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me this morning.
1: No worries thanks for having me Kate.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. Check the show notes to links to information from today's conversation. And if you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at Kate Astle underscore on Instagram and send through a direct message. As always, stay true to you.